Jan Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jan Price Show, all about movies. You're listening to The Jam Price Show, all about movies, and today my guests are award-winning filmmaker Timothy McGrath and educator Kim Woodruff, and we're going to be discussing a new film uh, entitled Surviving Theater 9, and we'll get into a lot of detail. It's a very uh, moving and touching uh, film, and we'll get into more detail about that. So welcome to the show, Timothy and uh, Kim. Hi, thank you so much for having us. Well, it's nice to have you here. Timothy, you were the actual person who came up with the concept and the idea of Surviving Theater 9. So our guests know what this film is about. Can you tell them a little bit? And we'll and we'll dive deeply into this, but you, can you give them a brief synopsis of what Surviving Theater 9 is all about? Sure. It's the story of the survivors of the Batman theater shooting. And then the Kim came into our lives afterwards and kind of helped us through. And as I was kind of going through the process, myself, I noticed there was a strong thread of, of strength and inspiration from my fellow survivors, and I thought it would be a good idea to make a movie about it. Well, it it is it is interesting on all on many 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 levels. And Kim, you also are a survivor of uh, of a mass shooting. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your experience? Oh, yeah. I was a seventeen year old junior at Columbine High School when um, I I was at the shooting there. So I ended up dealing with the pieces of trauma, uh, you know, the PTSD, the anxiety, the depression, the insomnia, all those pieces. And um, I ended up finding a way to, to my peace with all of it. And um, I don't have nightmares. I don't have triggers, nothing. And when Aurora happened, I, I wanted to be able to help them because no one was able, had gone through what we had gone through. And so I decided that maybe it would be helpful. And it turned out it was really helpful. So you created a technique or techniques for survivors of um, not only mass shootings, but probably survivors of anything that would create PTSD. Is that correct? Yes, with my um, with my teachers, um, Jackie Shumway and Joe Brady. Um, they really helped me um, create this Tai Chi form. We called it the inner peace form. Um, and the idea behind it is to go back to a place of safety before you move forward. And uh, it was all the pieces that helped me the most because... Tai Chi long form is over a hundred moves. So trying to teach that to a beginner is not really possible, especially with somebody who is having memory issues because of the PTSD. So I kind of just took the best pieces and created this form um, to to help everybody um, because those were the pieces that helped me most. Amazing. Amazing that you were able to create this and come to this and be able to help others with it. We're going to touch some more on, on that too. See, Timothy, how did you, how did you, um, and Kim connect uh, did initially? Um, I was in law school in Los Angeles and I was having very bad uh, symptoms of PTSD uh, to the point where it was affecting day-to-day life and uh, I was going to the counselor's 
um, at the school and in Los Angeles, and they weren't uh, they weren't quite equipped for something that specific. It was more generalized or for soldier PTSD, which is I think has similar threads, but was maybe different than what I was dealing with at the time. So uh, there, there was a place called the Aurora Strong Foundation, which was founded in response to the Batman shooting, and they offered free services there. So I would get on the plane and go to Colorado. <laughs> to get therapy and it was uh obviously challenging to get therapy that way so um that was sort of the impetus for the movie was there's if i could have just watched something on netflix or amazon that would have been much easier to kind of help figure out what was going on because it's very confusing uh thing so i think that's in part what i was trying to do with the movie was help help the fog go away because you're trying to get out of ptsd and did it? Did the process of creating this film, did it Did it help you with that? Immensely, yeah. I mean, I've, I say it to Kim. Originally, I just wanted to tell Kim's story because it's so inspiring and, and was so inspiring to all of us. And Kim said, no, no, not just me. And yeah, so going through this movie to be able to, uh, I mean, it's been 10 years now since the shooting this summer, um, and to be able to interact with Kim's teachings and Kim's um, ethos you know, every time I pick up the script, because obviously it's incredibly challenging in one way. Um, other survivors trusted me with incredibly, um, you know, sensitive and difficult and, and loving parts of their lives. And, um, I was just trying to honor it every step of the way. So it was an immense weight. And then to balance it with Kim and her teachings was, uh, pretty special. Yeah. Yes. And it's, and it's a very um, poignant, uh, part of the film is our, is watching Kim and her teachings and and the survivors. How um, difficult, because you actually have actors portraying uh, actual people, how difficult was it for you first to um, interview the survivors? Were, Were they willing to share their stories with you, Tim, when you started out on this project? Yeah, that was the amazing thing is the and that's that was sort of the immediate strength part that I was so um, attracted to because it was these um, it was incredibly difficult obviously and and that's why I actually put up a camera and just interviewed them like interview style kind of what we're doing here and that's where I started to see um, what was coming out of the experience for them and it was so valuable and so compelling so inspirational for me that I just tried to frame a narrative uh, to where you could you could get into it again if you were if you weren't able to fight in Colorado for therapy that was sort of my um, guiding through this is if, if I didn't have that option of getting on a plane regularly uh, what would I want to stream and so that's yeah that's how we ended up there and doing this so you chose to have actors portray uh, the survivors. Uh, many are survivors, but other um, people in your life and and other survivors' lives. How did that come about? That you attracted Corbin Bernstein and and many others, actually. So, you, and I'll let you talk a little bit about the casting of this film. Um, how did that come about, and why did you make that decision to do it rather than doing it as a, a documentary? And in a way, it does have the documentary feel, but you do have actors playing these characters. So t- talk a little bit about that. 
Oh gosh, I I don't know the the documentary. The idea of doing a documentary just never occurred to me. Um, it, I felt like um, if, if I'm thinking about it now offhand, I guess um, I, docu- I, I don't know if I could have gotten the emotionality out of it if it was a doc um, for me as, a, as an artist. And um, so I just started writing um, the scenes, kind of the, the playthrough of um, the different scenarios that would come up. Each scene is sort of uh, this happens now, and then this happens now, and then we, we watch. And the, I was I was hyper accurate. All the scenes come from the interviews I did. So in that sense, I, maybe that's helps towards the documentary feel. But um, all of the scenes were inspired by things that were said in the in the interviews uh, that I did. So I just sort of took them and translated into. Uh, I, I guess what I could do as an artist to get the vibe and the emotionality and the healing and the strength, you know, all of that in there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know why I couldn't do that as a documentarian, but <laughs> that's, that's what we ended up with. <laughs> well, I, I guess it's, it, there's a new genre called docu, uh, docu, docudrama, I think. And that's what this is. It's a docudrama, I suppose, I think, or maybe I just created that. I don't know. What? It's all scripted, so I don't know if it. Uh, I don't think it, it lands into the documentary side because it is all scripted. But, no, I don't um, mean. I did take. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I took great pains to make sure that um, everything came from somewhere. Yeah, well, you know, it's very truthful. But um, so again, how did you track the uh, track the actors that you did? And let's talk a little bit about the cast. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about who else is in this film? Uh, yeah, the cast is amazing. Um, it was it was all word of mouth. It was really incredible. It was um, obviously it was before COVID, um, and everyone was uh, you know it's it's a raw topic. It's really hard, and I think that the cast showed up. Um, they responded to the writing I heard several times, which is nice. And then um, I think that it's a it the idea of doing this to help people, anybody going through a trauma, they can kind of um, find some comfort in that they're not alone. I think that's very, uh, it's a big piece for me in this. And so, yeah, the cast is obvious. I mean, the cast is amazing. Everybody's beyond talented. (laughs) um, Yeah, it was, it was such a gift to be able to work with them on this kind of material. Yeah. Some familiar faces that we all have seen. Uh, Kim, you have, um, you are an Edward R. Murrow Award winner for your Columbine Diaries. And the Associated Press put uh, published those diaries in about over 80 countries. Talk a little bit about that. What, what you know, what were the diaries and, and how did that come about for you? Oh, um, uh, Colorado Public Radio, um, they um, asked very nicely, um, uh, Right after the shooting, um, we we didn't go to school for about three weeks before we went to our rival school to finish out the school year. Um, so it was all very discombobulated in the beginning. Uh, they contacted um, Columbine and asked if anybody would be interested to give a survivor's perspective um, as to what what happened, what it was like to 
be involved and to give a real life um, understanding as to what that grieving. I went to five funerals in one week. Um, uh, as a seventeen-year-old, it, it was it was a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave me a tape recorder, and they said, "Go for it." And so they took seventeen hours worth of me just talking into a recorder. I gave it to my twin, who was a library kid, um, and you know my boyfriend at the time, Jason, and it kind of became all of our stories um, as to, you know, this is what that experience is. Um, you know, we think you'd be excited to go on different trips and stuff, but the, you have this innate fear now, certain sounds and different things you never even connected before. And so it was um, a way to kind of bring that, that understanding to the forefront um, and, so <laughs> CPR did a great job of, um, and Andrea and all of them, they did an amazing job being able to take 17 hours of me um, into 30 minutes worth of something that connected with a lot of people. Wow. 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 That, what are, um, again, taking something that was so, I can't even put words to it, actually, you know, so so traumatic and then doing something good with it. And that's what, you know, you hope could come out of this. But obviously, it's different for everybody in it. So you, you are a woman of, of great uh, inner strength. And uh, the, to be able to do that and to, you know, to also create the program that you did to help other survivors. Um, tell the audience how you survived um, the Columbine shooting, if you don't mind. Oh, um, uh uh, in what sense, like what I experienced that day or after the fact? Why your life was spared? What, why do you think? Um, I mean, I read I, I read something. I, maybe, you know, that's what I'm looking for. But um, Okay. Um, I, I was kind. Um, I, I, knew, I knew Dylan, and um, uh, he moved the gun. And um, I have an identical twin sister. And in the library, um, they looked under the table and they went to the other table instead. Um, but um, I, I think kindness is, could have been a part of that. But trying to completely understand um, the mindset of somebody who would do something so atrocious is uh, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't open up a wound there. <laughs> so. No, you, you're fine. I've actually been asked that about a hundred times. Yeah. So, yeah. and it still chokes me up every time. Yeah. So, I'm sure you're fine. <laughs> okay, I'm sure. I'm sure. So, we've had many more. You know, unfortunately, um, since Columbine and Aurora, um, you know, mass shootings through the years. When you hear about another one. Oh, what goes on for each of you? And I'll start with you, Tim. I mean, does it does that is that a trigger? What you know? What goes on for you? Um, I, I wouldn't heighten it to trigger status um, for me. I think uh, you know, kudos to Kim for being able to um, help me manage uh, the emotions that come up and, and process them correctly. Um, 
So, you know, the, the first is, uh, it's, it's always shock. It's, you know, it's a shock. And then there's anger, of course. And my mind jumps immediately to the people that their lives are so different. And, and it, that part is, uh, that's hard for me trying to think of that. Um, just their, uh, the upside downness, what their world is. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, that's, that's the response every time. How about for you, Kim? Um, for me, when, when these things happened, um, for the first 10 years, they were, they were triggering um, because I was still in process to find my peace. Um, but once I was able to find that and hone it, um, and for me, peace isn't um, not having any type of trigger. It's knowing I'm going to come out the other side and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I don't have nightmares. I don't think about it every day. I don't go to the grocery store thinking that something is going to happen to me. Um, I, I don't have to look for my five exits anymore, things like that. So when another one happens, whether it be in a school, a theater, um, a concert, grocery stores, wherever, whenever these happen, my heart breaks because I know that there's so many more people that are going to have to go through what I unfortunately had to go through. And I would never want anybody to experience what that is. Mm-hmm. I know. We, we hope that nobody ever has to experience that again. Yes. But who knows? You know, with the way the world is nowadays, mm-hmm. who knows? So do you go to other, with your training and, and this program you've created, uh, do you reach out to other, when there is, unfortunately, uh, another mass shooting somewhere, do you reach out to them to see if you might be able to help them? I do so through the Rebels Project. Um, the Rebels Project was um, created um, by Columbine survivors um, when Aurora happened to support the Aurora community. And uh, since Aurora, they've kind of become a community for survivors all across the United States. Um, we even are in contact with some people across the world. And I, I connect with people through that. I connect with people in all sorts of weird and interesting ways. Like I would be out somewhere and somebody would ask me a question or I'll see somebody just like go into a trigger and I'll just talk them through it. And and they're like, wow, nobody's done that. Nobody knew what, what that was. And I'll be like, all right, well, you want to talk? Want to try some Tai Chi? I'm, I'm around. Um, so I'm usually, you know, word of mouth kind of a person because I'm very introverted, but because of Tim and this film and slightly my students' insistence, I am now trying to get myself out there into the world a little bit more to help more people. Well, what you're doing is wonderful. So, uh, and, and what this film will do too, Tim, is also will be very healing for a lot of people, I believe. And I, and I think that was your intention when you created it. Is, um, is that correct? Yeah, I mean, it, I I felt isolated and alone, you know, in Los Angeles. And, um, I wanted to help mitigate that feeling, and the way to do that was to show the tools on how to do that, which leads us back to Kim and the other survivors. So right, right. That's the goal. Let's talk about the uh, 12-year-old boy and the song in the film. 
tell, tell, tell our listeners a little bit about his his story and and the creation of the 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 song. Oh yeah, um, Jacob Garrett. He was twelve in the theater, and uh, he stood up when the bullets started flying, and, and his brother pulled him down. Um, I went to his house. Uh, I met them all through the Aurora Center, and I went to his house and wanted to interview um, with him. He had offered. Um, we kind of sent an email out to say anyone that was interested. Um, and he's he's just a really magic kid. <laughs> he's he he was playing piano. He was doing a Rubik's cube, all this kind of stuff. And and um, towards the end, he was ex- describing to me the challenges of being. Um, the shooter boy in school suddenly it was like a notoriety for him um and so constantly bringing him back up i, I don't think it was from a from a like a, a mean or bullying place from his fellow students it was just what it was um but one of his tools to process was doing um was sort of slam poetry it was really it was kind of rap slam poetry it was just really cool and, and, a, and a good rhythm to it um and so I talked with a friend of mine who uh, was a composer at USC and um, then another friend of mine who was a musician on, gosh, I forget the show, Dancing with Stars, one of those. And um, I, I said, can we, can we do something? And then Dylan Chambers is the musician. And uh, he just recorded um, on, his, on his voice notes and sent it to me. This, he took Jacob's lyrics and then built this, this melody around it and then Sean filled it up that Sean is the composer Sean Sumwalt and it was it's just the most beautiful song from Jacob Garrett's lyrics to Dylan Chambers music to Sean Sumwalt's composer yeah. <laughs> I got them all in there <laughs> <laughs> very good yeah. no it's a beautiful song it really is and to see um, how he you know how he created it and the process he went through you know too also um in writing it and it's great that you took the lyrics and you know made a beautiful song out of it uh in the film uh where can uh, i i think this film is going to be very healing for a lot of people and whether you know anybody who's gone through ptsd from uh such a traumatic experience and as i think you stated that um veterans who've gone through PTSD, it's a different kind of um, process for them um, than it is survivors of mass shootings. And unfortunately, as we discussed, there's many more. But where where can people see this film? Yeah, well, I, I don't know that if it's entirely different just for me, the PTSD part of it. I think there was a veteran on set who said it was actually um, very healing for him to be on set and be participating. Um, so that was so I, I, I think the threads do do cross over. Mm-hmm. It was okay. for me. I wanted the specificity of it could just be my personality but um for the veterans it does seem to also help so that's oh good wonderful. good good um, good to know good to hear yeah. that yes yeah um and that that just kept coming up during filming um, as far as where to see it um amazon um itunes it, it should be on most of all digital platforms but i know those two for sure google play um and it'll be available on the anniversary of combine which is april 20th Yes, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Well, I wish you much success with the film, and um, everyone seek out Surviving Theater Number Nine, Theater Nine, and uh, it uh, it's very enlightening and um, 
then it'll give you a, a different perspective, an insider's perspective on, on this kind of tragedy. So thank you both for being on the show and continued success with the work that you're doing, Kim, and also, Tim, with your career as you move forward also. So it was a pleasure and an honor to have you both on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us on the show. Appreciate it. You're very welcome. If you've missed any of the Jam Price shows all about movies, you can go to my website, thejampriceshow.com, where all the shows are archived, and we have a brand new website, so please go check it out. Also, you can uh, listen to the show anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, the iHeart Podcast Network, Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Also, YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel, where you can actually see the people that I'm interviewing, which is always fun. And also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Instagram at the Jam Price Show. Thank you all for listening. Jam Price talks to the movers and shakers in the film business. The Jam Price Show, all about movies.